Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are starting a new series. I know we've been off a little bit lately because of some bunch of my travels and with the holidays, but we are getting back on track with a regular series, but this is not just a regular series. This is a super exciting one. This is a series all about luxury wedding video. And I think that's probably a pretty subjective term, but what I'm really kind of after here is really trying to tap into the knowledge of some of the people who are really at the top of the game, especially in terms of, I mean, A, producing really amazing content, but B, getting those really high profile clients that are paying, you know, five figures plus. And so with me today, I have what uh, probably most of you would know as the king of luxury wedding videos, Ray Roman. Ray, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. So I'm the king? That's what people are saying. Somebody told me that. I don't remember who it was, but that's what somebody said. I'm, I'm going to put that on my website. Wedding, nice. wedding Film Academy says I'm the king. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only quoting someone else, so... It I don't know if you can say hey, that or not, but does, doesn't matter as long as that that's quote true. came from somewhere. That's true. Yep. In the world of the world of fake news, you can you can quote anything, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. So thanks for having me. Um, you know, in terms of being a king or anything like this, uh, I wish there was more kings. I wish mm. there was more kings because uh, you know, Amen. for for a long time now, you know, many many years, I've been harping on the fact that. Wedding videographers are grossly undercharging these clients, and and there's plenty of money out there, and, and we need a lot more kings, you know, to raise the standard. Um, Absolutely. And, and there's 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 a few guys. It's happening, you know, not a, not in not in big numbers, but there's there's a lot of guys that I know that you know believed in the system, and they're making uh, you know they're cashing in on these um, five figure jobs uh, weekly. So, awesome. so it works, you know, the, the system definitely works. You just have to believe in the system. You have to believe that, you know, these clients with money, they're out there. And if you're undercharging them, you know, the only real loser here is us. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't think of how many times I've seen people talk about, you know, they showed up to a wedding and it looks like they spent half a million dollars on the florals and they got four or five grand for their wedding video. Yeah, or two grand, you know, or, yeah. or fifteen hundred. Whoever was whoever was willing to uh, give everything away, and, and yeah. not and not really realize that you know there was a lot more money left on the table, um, you know. But you got to be smart. You have to be smart about business. You know, uh, one thing is to get your work where it should be to put yourself in a position to land these high profile jobs. But the other thing is to, you know, uh, be smart about your business and make sure that you're, you know, charging what's fair. Um, you know, you have to charge accordingly. You know, it doesn't mean overcharge people with money. You know, we never do that. You know, we want to we want to stay ethical. But at the same time, you know, you, you have to respect your craft. You know, once once you take your work to a certain level and you've made all the proper investments in your gear and, and you feel like you're worth a bigger number, you got to try it out. You know, you got to test the waters and you got to see if you're really worth that number, you know, but, yeah. but to be scared and, you know, and look, everybody gets nervous. You know, I get nervous. <laughs> Trust me. I get nervous every month because mm -hmm. I lose most of my clients. I tell people all the time, I lose most of my clients. And if you really want to play this game of charging a lot of money, you got to be prepared to lose a lot of clients. You will lose most of your clients, you know, but we're not looking for we're not looking to book most clients, you know, we're just looking to book the few high end ones, you know, like high profile clients. This is high profile clients. That's like 2% of the weddings that are happening out there. You mm. know, the other 98% I lose and I'm okay with that, but it is, um, it's nerve wracking. 
You know, I'm not going to sure. lie. To, I'm not going to lie to anybody. Look, everybody has bills. Um, I have a family, you know, I have five mouths to feed over here. And probably a lot of people out there, they're in the same position, you know, so they get real nervous when they start losing those inquiries, you know, but you can't freak out. You know, if if you freak out too easy, you're never going to be able to play this game. You know, a lot of people aren't willing to 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 play this game. You know, they they just don't have um, the nerves, you know, or, or, you know, the fortitude to sit there and, and turn away clients that aren't paying that number. You know, what, whatever their number is, you know, I have a number and that's what I charge. You know, I have a number that I don't go below. And I tell people, said, look, you have to come up with a number that you think you're worth and just try to book 20 jobs with that number, you know, and if you book 30 or 40, that, that means that number's too low, you know, you're worth more. Mm. Um, but if you don't book 20, guess what? <laughs> you got to come back down to reality, right. um, you know, and reassess things and, and things like that. So, you know, you got to keep it real, you know, like, look, everybody wants to make 10, 15, $20,000 on a job, but you have to look at, you got to look at your work and your brand and your contacts. And you got to ask yourself, am I doing all the right things? Am I doing what it takes to, to legitimately earn 10 or 15 or $20,000 a job? And if the answer is no, you just got to, you got to go back to the drawing board and you got to start addressing some of those problem areas, you know, cause probably, probably the first thing, probably the first area that people address obviously is, is going to be the work. You know, there's a lot of really good work out there, you know, and, and look, these companies, they put us in a position where we're able to produce stuff that's on par with, with, um, with, with Hollywood, you know, with, with mm -hmm. commercial, you know, with, uh, commercial films and, you know, and, and TV commercials and things like that. You know, they put, they, they put the technology in our hands. And now, you know, a lot of people have taken advantage of that and they're really producing some really nice stuff. But the problem, yeah. but the problem is the way that I see it, I see a lot of people out there with zero identity. You know, they've got the work, but they have no brand, you know, mm. and if you have no brand and you have no identity, nobody's going to know you're out there. You know, look, we'll know you're there. You know, like groups, you know, groups like uh, wedding videographers and Vimeo and, and things like that. Industry people will know about you, but the clients won't. You know, sure. the, the, the people that matter will not know about you. So, you know, you got to start focusing on that. You so know. talk about that some. You talked about the work and about the brand. Talk more about the contacts. The contacts, look, everything. Look, I always say you need three things to make this thing work. You need the work, the brand, and the contacts. And one feeds the other, you know. So for me, I feel as though, you know, as your work gets better, the brand should get bigger. And as the brand gets bigger, the more contacts start to notice. You know, it's, it's a, it's a name brand thing, you know, think of Nike, you know, mm -hmm. if, if Nike was started out as like a Bobo shoe, nobody knew about it, but as they started to make better shoes, right, they started getting more recognition. The brand starts growing until it grew into, you know, a, a powerhouse shoemaker. And now the world knows about that brand, you know, so it's kind of like one feeds the next and look, the contacts aren't going to happen overnight. You know what I mean? I, I will not lie to anybody. The contacts are not going to happen over time. This is, these are relationships that are going to be developed over time. But guess what? You know, when you talk about high profile clients and you talk about rich clients, these people like to boast, you know, that's why you see, you know, like when you see clients fly in the photographer, they fly in the cake designer, they fly in the videographer, they fly in the band and all this stuff. A lot of times they're not flying in the best people at their craft, but they're they're flying in the biggest brands. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of bragging that goes on at these events. You know, we're like, oh, I'm flying in this, you know, internationally acclaimed photographer, videographer, or, or the world's top cake designer is going to be here. You know, or like I did a wedding a few weeks ago and they had um, Wolfgang Puck was cooking for the guests. Oh. You, know, you know what I mean? Like they could have spent yeah. a lot less money and got a really great chef in there. But it was it was yep. more it was more about the name than anything. Yep. So there there's a lot of bragging that goes on at these weddings, um, you know. So you really got to start, you know, when you get into these high profile weddings. I think it's a lot more about the brand than it is the work, believe it or not. 
And, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Say you were a high-profile client, right? And let's say that I shot like a, a celebrity wedding, you know, like Tom Cruise's wedding, right? When, when you get approached by your wedding planner, the wedding planner is not going to send you a link to my work. What the wedding planner is going to tell you, Jordan, is say, Jordan, we're going to get you the same cinematographer that shot Tom Cruise's wedding. And as a client, mm -hmm. you're going to rely on that information. You're going to think like, oh, my God, this guy must be like the creme de la creme. Right. And you're going to hire me. Right. Yep. Based on the fact that I shot Tom Cruise's wedding and you haven't even seen my work yet. Like my work could be atrocious for all you know. But you're putting that trust there just because of the type of clients that I have, you know, the brand that I have. We're going to bring in the same guy that shot this wedding or that wedding or this wedding, you know. So I will tell you, there's a lot of, um, I don't think most celebrities, to be honest with you, end up with good videos at all. They end up with the worst videos <laughs> because I've seen some of that actually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of course you have. You, you've probably rarely seen a celebrity with a good wedding video. And that's because you got the same planners that are catering to all these A-list celebs in Hollywood and they're using the same video guys and they're not that good, <laughs> you know? Yep. So that's what you get, you know? It's it's a shame, but guess what? You know, they've got, they've got the brand, they've got the connections and they've got good enough work to get them those jobs. Are they the best? No, you know, but but you need all three, you know, you need the work. You need the brand and you need and you need those contacts. Somehow you, you got to get in with those contacts. But the the main area people fail is with the brand. Hmm. Hands down, I mean, that's just number one. That's the that's the number one thing. Like even look, I, I see guys' works, you know, I'm not blind. I see what out, what's out there. But I always kind of like I look at the whole picture and I say, you know, guy's got good work, but he's just got no identity. Like nobody knows who he is outside of wedding videographers or Vimeo. Mm. Nobody knows who he is. He'll never mm. land high profile jobs. He may get lucky once a year, um, but he's not going to land those jobs consistently. Mm. Yeah. So talk to me about how you built this brand over time, because obviously this is this being, you know, perhaps the biggest piece of the puzzle of those three things. You don't build a brand overnight. Talk to me about, you know, I know a little bit of the background story of how you got started in this and how you built that brand over time to what it is today. So my plan from the get-go, like when I started Ray Roman Films was to create a person, you know, like, um, you know, like a, like a fictional character, which basically what I was building because and, and, you know, I got this idea from photographers because when I first started, there was a couple of photographers in my hometown. And I swear to you, you didn't even have to see these people's work. If you just heard their name, like people were like, they'd almost shake in their boots. You know, like these, these, these photographers had such a big brand um, with just their name. You know, forget the work. Like you've never seen the work um, mm. unless, unless you actually went to the website. But just, just that kind of... Um, just the name recognition these people were getting, you know, just, just from the name. I'll give you an example. Like one of the photographers, it was a female. The Four Seasons Hotel had a photo gallery inside the hotel named after her with her prints on the wall. Wow. Now, you tell me, how huge is that from a branding standpoint? Sure. You know, so just imagine like that lady is the hired photographer for a wedding. And I'm on that wedding. And I'm, you know, I had guys ask me, there's like, you know, I remember my first breakers wedding. That was the first time I ever worked with this lady. And a couple of buddies of mine, photographers, they said, uh, hey, who got that breakers wedding with you? And I told them the name and they're like, just their reaction alone. They're like, what? For, you're going to work with her? You know, like I was mm. like I was just going to work with some rock star, superstar celebrity photographer. Right. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting because both these photographers, she was. She was probably the most famous photographer, you know, in, the, in, in my hometown. Um, but the guy was pretty popular, too. But, you know, as far as she was concerned, just her name. I mean, it was just amazing 
what she'd been able to do with her name because she her her studio was her name that was her that was her business name and the same thing with a with a male photographer that was in town both of mm -hmm. them had named their studios their their own name and i thought it was really interesting because you know look at the end of the day we're all we're all regular people you know what i mean like yep. you're jordan bunch i'm ray roman you know whoever's joe Smo is joe Smo. Uh, but we're all just regular people, you know, so to be able to build something that creates such a reaction from people when you hear just the name, hmm. uh, that that's that was very interesting to me. I said, yeah, these people, they they're not selling themselves the normal everyday person, Jordan Brunch, you know, Jordan Bunch and Ray Roman. Right They're They've hmm. created like I, I, I was thinking at the time, like they've created this person. And they're selling that person, you know, as a rock star. You know, like if you're if you're familiar with like the, the photo world and you know the name Jerry Guionis, for instance, mm -hmm. right? If yep. if you were to mention like Jerry Guionis in the photo world, what do you think the reaction is usually? Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's massive. You know, like he's he's built himself up um, in people's mind to where they think of him as a rock star, right? Right. He's just a normal guy. He's a regular yep. guy who's built this mega brand. So that's what I kind of set out to do. But for me, it was a little bit difficult because this was about eight years ago. And trust me, eight years ago, videographers were not viewed <laughs> like filmmakers, okay? Right. We, were, we were viewed as the guys that were coming into events with giant tripods on wheels, and just anything and everything obtrusive that you could do <laughs> to document a wedding. I mean, like, we did, we did not have a good rap. Like, if you don't think we got a good rap now, eight, ten years ago and beyond, um, we were that guy. You know, just a big, yep. obtrusive guy with a camera on the shoulder, big bright lights. And, um, you know, we just didn't get a very good rap. Right. So, you know, now we're much smaller in terms of gear. Uh, we're filmmakers. You know, but a lot of that old bad reputation kind of still lives with us. Because, because believe it or not, a, a lot of these dinosaurs from 30 years ago they're still around, and I don't mm. think they've they haven't changed gear much, you know, in 30 right. years. So yeah, there's yep. there's still big, bright, obtrusive videographers running running around out there. But so eight years ago, I said, you know what? When I learned this craft, and I learned pretty much everything that I need to to know to get this thing going. I'm going to change my company name to Ray Roman. Hmm. And I'm going to try to build like a fictional character, like a rock star type of character, you know, similar to what these photographers had done. But at the same time, I was wondering how I was going to do it because, you know, everybody hates the videographer, you know, <laughs> and they love the photographer. So, you know, the but photographer doesn't have the big video cart with the Tupperware on top. They don't have the big video carts. And, you know, everybody kind of <laughs> say, you know, look, even if the photographer sucks, people don't know, know it. They just assume they're good and they love the photographer. People love taking photos. Yep. So, you know, look, it was going to be a long road um, to build this kind of like fictional person, this rock star type of person that was a videographer. Um, but I think I was able to do it. You know, I stayed the course. I did my own thing, um, and, it, and it was a process. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, every, everything's a process. You know, like, sometimes, you know, people have asked me, they said, hey, at what point did it happen? Like, did you just start, like, getting all these high-profile jobs and this, that, or whatever? And I said, that's just never happened. You know, everything has just been a, a gradual process. Look, like, even now, even like right now, November 2017, I'm making more money right now than I ever have. You know, I was, I'm making more money than I was last year, the year before, and things like that. And it's been like that. Like every single year, I've been able to do something or build one of the three areas so that way I can kind of keep growing, you know, not just with my work, but with the business and, and with the money that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So look, every year you should see improvements. And if you don't, then mm. that just means that you're not improving. You Absolutely. know, like like you have to evolve. Like you can't you can't stay stuck in the mud, you know, because somebody's somebody's gonna pass you by. 
You know, yeah. you ha you have to know that every year there's some young guys, you know, that think they are, you know, Steven Spielberg and and who knows who, but they're looking at what you got and they want to take you out. Like they want look, tons of people, they want my jobs. You know what I mean? They want my contacts. They want the money that I'm getting. And I know that, you know, but I'm very competitive, you know, like I know exactly <laughs> who's out there. Trust me, man, I have a sickness and you got to almost have a sickness about it because, you know, to, to try to stay in the game and stay on top for, you know, a long time, you got, you got to be obsessed with what you're doing. You know, you gotta, you gotta really be, <laughs> you gotta have an obsession for doing this or, or it's just not going to work. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't sit back at any point and think you've made it, you know, or you, you know, enough, or, you know, at all, you know, that would yep. be the, that would be the worst thing that you could possibly do because there's somebody right behind you. That's, that's going to be hungrier than you are. And they, yeah, they, they, sure. they, they might pass you up. Look, when I, when I started this journey and I was trying to get into those high end circles, there was guys that were already in those high end circles and trust me, they didn't want no company. Sure. You know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't like, oh, Ray Roman, come on up here with us, buddy. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that is not the attitude of these videographers. You know, they, they don't want you in those circles, and they certainly don't want you unseating them, you know, and now maybe taking their contacts away. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much the deal. So talk to me about that whole idea of building that caricature of yourself, what, you know, when, when you took that, that picture in your mind of this photographer that everybody said, wow, about, and you said, how am I going to make that my own, you know, my own caricature, which I think you've done w with wild success. Talk to me about like, what are the elements of that caricature that, that brought it to what it is today and that are going to move it into the future? Um, you know, look, it's like I said before, everything's a process. You know, you just have to be, you have to be smart about everything that you do. And, and if you do something good, you've got to exploit it, you know? So for instance, mm -hmm. anything that I do that's related to anything big, you know, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's a big high profile wedding or celebrity wedding, um, you know, or an accolade you may get, um, you've got to you got to use everything that you can to build up that brand because you're trying to build something that's in my case, you know, I'm trying to build something that's bigger than life, you know, as it relates to to like wedding video. Like I, I want like my goal was always like when they hear Ray Roman is on a job was for people like for people to think, oh, wow, this must be like a really high profile job if he's here, you know, like if that's happening, then my my goal has been accomplished. Right. This type of thing. So you got to use everything to your advantage. I use social media big time, you know, number one, first and foremost, because it's free. Um, so I definitely take advantage of that. And, and, and look, I will tell you this about social media. Everybody's on social media. All the eyeballs, they're on social media. So yep. I don't care who the person is, low profile, mid profile, high profile. They're all on Facebook. If you look at like the top wedding planners, wedding designers in the world, they live on social media. Like I've been at events with these people and they're glued to their phone. Like they are just like, they're looking at the news feeds, they're posting stuff, they're reacting to stuff. And I'll tell you this, and this is what I tell you, like the, the, the bigger you grow your brand, you know, the better contacts you're going to get. Because what happens is as your, as your brand starts growing and, and more eyeballs start looking at your stuff, your stuff's going to get shared a lot more and, and people are going to like it a lot more. Right. And what happens mm. is every time somebody likes shares or comments on one of your posts or videos and things like that, that person's 800 friends or thousands friends, they're going to see what they're liking, sharing and commenting on. So just imagine one of their friends happens to be a high end wedding planner or high end wedding designer. And now you've got their eyeballs on your work. But, yep. but, but the thing is when they look at your work, you don't want to have work that like every other studio has that they've seen a million times, you know, because look, every wedding videographer and photographer is trying to get in with these high profile, high end planners, right? 
right. and they're and they're sending them their work and things like that. So you got to imagine like these these planners, they're seeing all the same stuff all the time. Like they're probably sick of seeing the same old stuff. That's why I say like you got to get the work to a point where it's not just it's not just normal. You know, you got to have something special mm -hmm. about your work that sticks out, or else yep. you know they're just. It's like seeing the same flower week in and week out. I mean, the same types of flowers week in and week out. Um, it's nothing that's going to impress you. It's nothing that's going to stick in the back of your mind. But if you see something that really sticks out, um, almost like if you go to a wedding and like the wedding design was just through the roof insane, you're probably going to remember mm. who that wedding designer was. Yep. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick. Well, the same thing with these planners. You know, when they see a film that completely knocked their socks off, guess what? Chances are the next time they meet with a client, they're going to be like, you know what? For video, you got to see the studio that I just mm. saw. You know what I mean? And that's how it starts. That's right. how it starts. And when they go to your website, and this is where the brand kicks in, because the last thing you want is for, you know, like a high profile planner to see something that you posted on social media and then say, you know what? This is really good. Let me check this studio out. And then they go to your website and it looks like Ace Hardware. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it, there's just a massive fall off. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. It looks like Ace Hardware. They're going to be like, uh, never mind. Now they completely forgot about the work and they're just looking at what's in front of them, which is poor branding. And now, yep. and now guess what? They can't present that to their client because that's a reflection of them. Absolutely. So you see how the game works? You can't sure. have you can't have one without the other, you know. So look, you got the work, you got their eyeballs, you got their attention, but now guess what? You got to show them that you have the brand to keep up with whatever they're trying to sell to their clients. Hmm. And then, once you get that phone call and you get that email, I hope you got your business straight and you can charge what you're worth, because if you don't, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like if they mm -hmm. if they're spending millions of dollars at a wedding, and you're making twenty five hundred bucks, you just you're gonna be standing on the sidewalk watching the parade go by, because yep. you just lost out big time. You know, and this happens. Look, this happens all the time. I see cheap guys attached to these high profile weddings all the time. And look, a lot of times it's not their fault. You know, well, <laughs> well, I'll explain myself. <laughs> There's two sides to that. It's either that their work was good and they weren't charging enough. Those are the idiots. Or their work was not good, they were cheap, and the client just didn't value video as much. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? So those are the two types of cheap videos that end up at high-profile weddings. You know, the mm. ones that just are not business smart and the ones that just are there because the client just doesn't care. You know, they're just like, ah, I don't care, but you know what, hire anybody. Um, you know, that type of thing. So they don't even care about the video. Sure. Um, you know, this type of thing. You just don't want to be the one that's at a high profile wedding with really good work and you're just grossly underpriced, mm. grossly underpriced. I mean, think about it. Even if they're just spending a million and you're charging, say 3000, I'll, you know, I'll be kind. You're charging sure. 3000. Think of what percentage of the wedding budget that was. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing and we're producing a film you know yep. what i mean hey we're not there setting up a, a cappuccino cart we're producing <laughs> a film like this is a video production this is literally i don't care what and they probably says. paid more they probably yeah. paid more for their cappuccinos i i guarantee it yeah I, I guarantee you i guarantee you the cake costs more than most videographers at weddings hmm. like there's no doubt in my wow. mind there's no doubt in my mind that the average cost of a cake is more expensive than the average cost of a wedding videographer. Wow. Is running your business taking away from the time that you have to make better wedding films? Do you feel disorganized? What happens when a hot lead goes cold after your first email response? Do you have a system in place to stay in contact with them? Do you find yourself asking, where was that bride's phone number again? And have they paid their invoice or not? Which package do they get and what are their deliverables? How organized are your financial records when it comes to tax time? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could afford forty dollars or $50,000 to pay someone to take care of all this extra stuff for you? I've got an idea. 
How about you sign up for 17 hats and pay just $300 a year to let their amazing online software take care of all of this for you. Before I got 17 hats, I was buried in a sea of unorganized emails, spreadsheets, bank statements, receipts, sticky notes, Google Docs, and more. I was letting hot leads go cold because I couldn't remember who to stay in contact with. I was spending weeks trying to get my tax records organized for my accountant. It was awful. And now I pay 17 hats, just $300 a year, and they do all of that for me. It's like having a full-time assistant working around the clock on your business, making sure that everything is organized, invoices are paid on time, and making you look like a real pro to your clients. And now, 17 Hats is giving you an amazing offer. When you use the link at the top of our website, WeddingFilmAcademy.org, you'll get 15% off the list price, and it's a great way for you to help keep us making great content each week for you. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, go back in the archives and listen to the podcast that we did with them. We actually got to chat with the CEO and one of the VPs of 17 Hats for an hour. So definitely go back and listen to that podcast as well if you want to learn more. Thanks a ton. Let's get back to the show. Hey, look, I want to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. As much as I want to see the standard get raised, and I tell people this, I actually embrace the fact that most videographers are horrible. <laughs> I, I embrace it, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be mean and I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, I'm being a hundred percent honest because here's the honest truth. I much prefer compete against 99% of videographers that don't care than compete with 99% of videographers that were like cinema gods. You know what I mean? Like my sure. job would, my job would be very difficult then. You know what I mean? Like it would be yep. very, very difficult. So I actually embrace the fact, and you guys should embrace the fact that most videographers, and when I say 99%, don't be insulted because look, if there's 1% of videographers that care about what they're doing and they're very passionate and they got really great work, you're talking about a lot of videographers. 1% is a lot. Like if sure. you look at all the members of wedding videographers and they're not all great, right? But right. that 13,000 or 14,000 that's in there, that doesn't even make up 1% of sure. all the videographers that are around the world. You know what I mean? So don't be insulted by that. You know, 1% is actually a lot of people, you know, and I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Where are you from? You're from Texas? Yeah, Austin. Okay. How many videographers do you think wedding videographers are in Texas? Boy, I think just like in my city alone, yep. the ones who paid for an advertisement on The Knot is probably like 50, you know? No, but I'm saying like total. If you had to guess. I know. That's what I'm saying. So that's just like a tiny proportion of just my city, people who actually paid The Knot for it, you know? So right. in, in Texas, good grief. I don't know. 25,000? Who knows? 25,000. Let's just say I'm just going to, I'm going to be super kind, right? I'll just say like, let's say 3,000, right? Okay. Now, how many great studios in Texas, I'm talking great, can you name right off the top of your head? Uh, can, can you name five? I can probably get, yeah, I could be pretty close maybe. Yeah, pretty close. You can get close to five? Yeah. Okay. Now, what percentage of 3,000 is five? <laughs> you know what? That's a lot less than one percent. A lot less than one percent, and that's what I'm talking about. Not to say that there's no, you know, really good videographers in Texas. It's just that you're you're a very small percentage. You know, a lot of times people are on wedding videographers, and I hear I see the comments, and they're like, "Oh man, there's so much talent out there," and I'm thinking like, "Where?" I'm like, hmm. "Where's it at?" Because clients are still flying me in to all these states and countries to film these weddings. So, you know, the 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 local talent. It's just, look, I'm not saying the local talent's not there. They just have no identity. That goes back to what I was telling you before. They just have no zero identity. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be known. If you want to get these jobs consistently, I say it all the time, you've got to be known as one of the top three to five studios in your market, period. Or you're just not yep. going to land these jobs consistently. And honestly speaking, you got to be one of the top three. You know, I say three to five just to, you know, get – give guys hope. But, you know, honestly speaking, <laughs> honestly speaking, 
you got to be in the top three and, and you should you should really be aiming for like the top one yeah. you know this type yep. of thing but your your first and your first goal should be top three to five if you're not if you're not in the top three to five videographers that are in the conversations of these high profile wedding planners and their clients you're just not going to be getting these jobs you know you're right. going to be you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're going to be looking at these jobs go by and scratching your head but you don't have to scratch your head too much you just have to look at three things your work your brand and your contacts hmm. and, and 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 people should easily be able to figure out which ones they need to work on you know like if if you think look if you think your work is is top flight then how's your branding you know if you think the branding's really good then we got to start looking at the contacts but you know the contacts the that bigger the brand grows the more contacts should start to notice you know the contacts should be something that happens automatically i don't call i do not call wedding planners at all i i don't call wedding planners i don't email them i don't send them a you know a usb with films and things like this these are people that are going to see something at some point on social media and they're going to send me an email you know mm. they're they're going to see some job i did and they're going to be like i want this guy for my client like i want that kind of work for my client you know and you know you know what happens sometimes jordan i'm going to tell you something and this one like <laughs> i feel kind of like i don't i don't know how to feel about it but you know what <laughs> you know what happens so i'm not so i'm not trying to do a lot of weddings a year right i'm only trying to do like 20 weddings a year so if you do the math that's not even two weddings a month right right, right? that's all i want it's not a lot to book i mean especially like look if you're doing and i tell guys so look if you're in a crummy market well just work in a good market you know what i mean like like try to Put yourself in a position where you're booking jobs in a better market. Like you don't have to, you know, some guys are like, oh, we can't book, book those kind of jobs. And, you know, like, like Blowhorn, Kentucky, you know, like, it's like, well, where the hell is that? You know, <laughs> um, you know, like, but there's got to be a major city near you somewhere. Um, and look, honestly, look, I couldn't charge what I charge locally and book 20, 25 jobs. There's just no way, you know, right. it, it would never happen in a million years. Um, I, I don't want to say it never happened, but um, it's a lot easier that I'm able to book these high profile jobs in other people's markets, you know, in other countries and things sure. like that. Because, look, if I do three weddings in New York, five weddings in Palm Beach, um, a couple in Europe, a couple in South America, a couple wherever, you know, like these little like two and three jobs, they start to add up and they start to like really get me close to that 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 20 goal that i'm that i'm looking for right yep so you don't have to freak out that you're not overbooking locally you know maybe start looking to some other markets especially like look there's some guys in um like philadelphia for instance i think is a great market because you're so close to new jersey new york you got philly you know like it's so close to get to like another major market where you mm. could you could really start taking advantage of other people's markets because i'm going to tell you this there's so many markets right now. I'm talking about like major markets that are wide open. I'm talking about mm. like there's so many major markets in the in, in in the United States where you look at that market and you could not you cannot come up with three to five studios that are like the creme de la creme. You can't. You can't even come up with two. And in right. some, you can't even come up with one. Sure. And 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 look, it's not that the people aren't there. It's not that the people aren't there. Like I told you, they just don't have an identity. Because I'm going to tell you what. I had a wedding planner from Boston. You know what she told me? What's she, that? She said, there's nobody here locally. What? In Boston? In Boston. And I, <laughs> I, I almost fell out of my chair. And I'm like, what? I'm think, I, I didn't tell her that. But I'm thinking in my mind, like, there's nobody in Boston with, you know, a big enough brand to, like, get this girl's attention because this is like a high-end planner can you imagine like a major market like that and this planner says there's nobody here producing like <laughs> good work and i'm thinking like look i know guys in boston so that already is not true like i know guys in boston that are producing good work so sure. but but they're just not doing enough you know they're not but doing you don't enough. need to tell that planner that i don't tell that planner that i'm like well <laughs> i'm right here and well i'll fly in i'll fly in and save you 
Yeah. You know, I'll save you from this from this talentless market you're in. You know what I mean? Is but that I, why your logo kind of looks like the Superman logo? Because hey, you're gonna fly I, in and save I, I the planers? I'll fly in, brother. I will take <laughs> I take jobs all the time. Like and it's almost comical because I fly into some markets where I know there's some talented people. And 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 funny even funnier is I'm flying into a market where guys swear online in these, you know, video groups or whatever that you can't charge that kind of money in those markets. And here I am yeah. flying in, which which cost the clients even more than if they were just hiring me locally because I got to pay all the travel expenses and all that. Sure. So it's comical, man. Look, I fly into third world countries. Any country, any state, any town, any city, there's millionaires. <laughs> you know, that's... And, and look, do you think these millionaires are getting married at some point? Sure. Do you think they can afford like, you know, like a minuscule percentage of their wedding budget on a wedding videographer? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they want to show off too. They want to show off. You know what I mean? Look, I just filmed a wedding in Mexico City this past weekend. Mexico City, where they got the peso. You know what I mean? Everything is dirt cheap. These people spent millions. These are like the owners of Corona beer, you know, like they're billionaires. My my rate must have been laughable to them. Mm. You know what I mean? But to me, I charged what I thought was fair. It was it was decent amount. And and I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I'm happy they'll sure. be happy. Um yep. you know, this type of thing. Look, I wish I could charge a hundred thousand bucks, you know, for a wedding <laughs> film, but we're just not there yet. <laughs> you know, I wish we sure. were. But I tell you what, the the, the paydays are bad. The yeah, paydays aren't absolutely. bad. I, I, might, I might not make a huge dent, but trust me, I'm making a dent. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk to me about like in terms of, of pricing and that kind of thing. What are you doing for upsells? You know, I know that you're not like starting at 20 grand, I, I assume anyways. Uh, nope. So what are, you, what are you doing to take it from like your base price up to the level that, you know, that I've, I've sort of heard you talk about online where sometimes you're making 20, 30 plus thousand dollars on some of these weddings. What are you doing to, to bring them from that base price, whatever it is up into that range? So here's the thing with the base price. The base price doesn't really relate to anything. This is just your price. This is the price that you think is fair for you to leave your house, go film this wedding and produce a film and you got to have you've got to have a bare minimum you know and this this base rate if you want to call it that i call it my happy price mm -hmm. and if somebody does not meet my happy price i'm not going to be happy so i'm not going to do the job you know they have to meet your happy price or you just shouldn't do the job because you know how it is man look if you had let's say you had a happy price of six thousand bucks right but you got desperate and a client got you to budge, and now you're at this wedding doing all this work for like three thousand bucks, you know. Mm -hmm. Or let's say your price was three thousand, and you're there for fifteen hundred. Would you be truly happy? Of course not. Of course not, right? So, you know, look, it's all about being happy because if you're not happy doing this job, what do you think is going to happen to the quality of your work over time? Yeah, it's you're going to have going to go down. You're going to be stale. It's going to be stale because you're just not hungry. You're not motivated and you're not happy. So it naturally, um, you know, the quality of your work is just going to go down because you're not going to have the same energy. You're not going to have the same passion. You're just going to, you know what you're going to feel like? Oh man, this is bullshit. You know, man, <laughs> you know, like they didn't even pay us and we're doing all this work and we got, you know, two terabytes of 4k footage, we got you know, transcode and edit and do all this, you know, for 1500 bucks and we flew the drone and I got Steadicam and, you know, like all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're just not going to be happy. You know, so look, first and foremost, be happy. You know, make sure they're meeting mm -hmm. the happy price. So my base rate is my happy price. My base rate right now is 10 grand. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have 10 grand, you ain't going to have me because I'm just not going to be happy doing that event. And and I know, look, I know what I'm worth. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely underpriced at 10 grand. But you know what? At the end of the day. If somebody just books me for eight hours and a 15 minute film for 10 grand, man, that's a lot of money to me. You know what I mean? Look. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I used to have a regular nine to five job and I remember what my old pay stubs look like. 10 grand <laughs> is a lot of money, but I will tell you this. I don't average 10 grand. I average about 18 or 19. 
So, yeah. you know, the 10 grand is just a starting point because what's going to happen is you get them in at 10 grand, but if they got the money and trust me, if they got 10 grand as a base rate, they got some money. Sure. So what happens is once they book you, they're going to be like, oh, how do we get one of those cool trailers? Well, hmm. on the on that extras list, that's twenty five hundred bucks. So now I'm at mm -hmm. now I'm at twelve thousand five hundred. Oh, we we're gonna have rehearsal dinner. Oh yeah. Well, on the add on thing, it's twenty five hundred dollars for rehearsal dinner. So now I'm at fifteen. Right. Right. Now they want whatever else they want to add on. You know, they want to do a you know an after wedding shoot. They want to do raw files. They want to do. You know, I even have the drone listed on there. I've got 4K listed on there, you know, to deliver sure. it, to deliver in 4K is another 2,500 bucks. So, and, and you're just talking about like a regular eight or nine hour wedding. Now, when you start getting into multi-day weddings, your rate's going up, brother. Absolutely. You know, the rate's going up, yeah. but, but, but the thing that you have to figure out is you have to say, okay, they booked me for 10 for the wedding day. What's fair for me to go out and do the work for the additional days? So mm. if, if you got a three-day Indian wedding, what's fair? You know, if I'm starting at, look, if I'm starting at 10 for three days, I got to be at, I got to be at least at 2025 to even make sure. sense. You know, that yep. type of thing. So that's how the numbers start going up. You know, you know how the numbers go up? Everything's in your head because for me, nothing's written down. I, I look at the totality of the work involved and I come up with a number that I think is fair. Like, there's no mathematical equations here. Like, I don't say, okay, let me punch in, you know, six hours on day two, three hours on day three, you know, like whatever. I don't do that. I look at the totality, like, okay, up to 20 hours of coverage, up to 25 hours of coverage, and they want to film in a trailer. What's fair for me to mm. do all that stuff? Yep. You know? And then you have to look, you also have to look at what's the demand? Because, look, I'll... I will tell you right now, if the demand is low, like if if jobs are booking slow, for instance, right? And I got a good job on the table, I may not gamble too much. You know, I may not mm. push them for 30. I may I may go down to 25 or 20, you know, depending on the situation. Because sure. with this, with these types of jobs, you're not booking a ton of them. Like you're not booking, right. you don't have like five thirty thousand dollars jobs coming in a week. You know, that, that's, that type of stuff just doesn't happen. So, but look, if I got a ton of jobs that I'm booking at 25, guess what? I'm sticking to 25 and 30, you know? Mm. And, it, and if I'm getting close to my, my 20 max for the year, then the, the numbers are being increased, you know? So maybe instead of 25, it's going to be 30. You know, instead mm. of 20, it's going to be 25, you know? But if I'm not even close to the mark, like if I'm not even close to the 20 goal yet, you got to be smart about it. Look, the... The the thing here is, as long as you're meeting your happy price, the rest is just the rest is just icing on the cake. Because that just yep. means that just means I'm going to be happier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm already going to be happy shooting the job. Now it's just a matter of how how happy am I going to be? You know, now you just get and, to get that extra big screen down in the man cave. Hey, right? bro, it's hey, I got 180 inches down here, man. It doesn't get much bigger. <laughs> but listen, um. That's the thing is that you're always happy because you've got your happy price that they've always, they've already met. Now, look, man, if they're booking me for 25, 30,000 bucks or more, you know, dude, I'm doing cartwheels naked around my living room, you know, like, <laughs> like, like that is the level of happiness that I've achieved, you know, but, but let's, let's just say they didn't order multi-day coverage or multiple edits, you know, or whatever. And I'm just making my happy price for the day. I'm going to be happy, man. I'm going to go to a wedding. Yeah. I'm going to make $10,000. And dude, for me, I'm good to go. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm good to go. And look, some months I book three jobs or four jobs, you know, and, sure. I, and I, if I'm, trust me, man, if I'm booking three or four jobs a month at 17 or 18 average, man, I'm good to go. Absolutely. I'm good to go. Look, I would love to be averaging 30 or 40 or 50 or 100. But, you know, it's just not there yet. You know, I'm not there yet. Hope maybe one day I'll get there, you know. But like I yeah. said, everything will grow over time. Everything should consistently grow every year. You know, your your brand should get better. Your work should get better. Your contacts should get better. And, and your money should get better. I will tell you that, like, making money right now 
has become an art form for me. Like I, I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with m- making money and not making money like um, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's it's a greedy art, you know, like <laughs> like I'm sitting so here. You can dive you in know, your yeah, you like can dive my, into your pile yeah, of gold. No, I'm not sitting here with uh, an Duxworth, evil laugh trying it? to yeah, like <laughs> like being greedy about money. I don't do that at all. When when I say it's an art form, I mean it in that. If you think about how clients book us, this is all one big game. You know, like clients, for the most part, are in it to save money yep. with with everything that they're doing with their wedding budget. Whereas we're in it to make money. So mm. we got to find ways to win the game. Yeah, because it is a game. You know, clients are going to make you believe, and you've experienced this before, I know. Clients are going to make you believe that it's going to be a small, low-key wedding, not that much going on, right? And yep. you and you get there, and freaking Michael Bublé singing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's a blowout wedding, and they've spent a million dollars on flowers, and they've got, you know, Wolfgang Puck cooking. <laughs> you know, so like, here you were feeling bad for them because you lost the game. You lost the game at that point. They won. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they, they, they bluffed It's funny you. you describe it that way, though, because I have buddies who are really into some different video games and stuff, and I'm just like, no, bl- making money is my game. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you, you can't fall for the bluff. But at the yeah. same time, look, I have people that ask me, um, do you charge more because they're celebrities or do you charge more because they have more money? And I'm like, absolutely not. Because guess mm. what? What I charge is fa- fair in my mind. Like, it's it's fair for me. And look, and I'm going to tell you this. If you pull that stuff with some planners and they catch on to it, you're done, man. Like, if yeah. they if they catch on to the fact that they gave you a normal client and then they gave you a high-profile client and you charge double for that high-profile client, you're out of gas, man. Like, I, I have literally booked jobs because of the fact that I'm honest. You know, like, mm. one very high-end planner that I know she even told me, she goes, man, it's incredible that you never one time change your prices, not even when you know the wedding's going to be like $20 million. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's that's the overall budget. And I'm like, no. I said, I'm getting paid what I think is fair. And that's that's all that matters. You know, that's all I care about is that I'm being paid fairly. Now, look, if they want to, you know, if they want to tip me an extra 10 grand, I'll take it. Um, but <laughs> that never happens. Um, but you know, look, man, you got to stay true to yourself. Um, you know, shady stuff never wins. You know, I try to just stay away from all that stuff. I just try to, you know, keep everything real, keep it fair that way. You know, look, when you're charging fair, it's easier to stand your ground, but when you're trying to Mm. overcharge, then you, you know, when you get desperate, you're like, okay, you know what? I like you. Uh, I'm going to drop 5,000 off my price. Then they know you were BSing from the start, you know, and, and, that, right. you, and that you built in $5,000 in wiggle room, you know, like that's BS. Like one of the things that I tell clients when they're like asking for discounts and things, I tell them, I said, look, I'm not like other vendors. I don't build wiggle room into my price, you know, so I just don't have room to wiggle. And I'm telling them that it's like, it's like the hundred percent God's honest truth. I don't have wiggle room. You know, I just have my price. And that is what it is. Now, the only wiggle room that I do have is once they've established the happy price and they've got, let's say they order a ton of extras, right? Hmm. I can I can wiggle a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you get, that's, the, that's the time where you got to be smart. And hmm. you could say, you know what? Yep. I can wiggle. Maybe instead of 2500 for the drone, maybe I'll charge 1500 You know, something like that. Hmm. But I'm going yep. to book a, a $20,000 job if I do that. You know, or yep. maybe like I just had a bride book a $25,000 job. You know what the only thing she asked for? Complimentary? What's that? Raw files. Hmm. Do you think I could give her raw files in exchange for a $25,000 job? Of course. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like raw files doesn't cost me anything. You know what I mean? I call raw files the biggest deal closer I know because they hmm. think because I have raw files listed for 1200 bucks. And I have right. a lot of I have a, a lot of clients that order the raw files. I don't know why because yeah. it's completely unwatchable footage, and yeah. I try I try to explain that to them. But raw files is like the greatest deal closer you could have, you know, because mm-hmm. you can close a deal. They think they're getting a great bargain because they're getting twelve hundred dollar a twelve hundred dollar product for free, 
when in reality, I'm literally just dragging that thing from my desktop to an external hard, a $40 external hard drive and popping it in the mail. Yep. Um, you know, and now I close the deal, you know, so you, you should have deal closers, um, you know, worked into your, 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 your packaging or your pricing or your extras and things like that. Yeah. It's all about that perceived value. Like you said, you priced it at 12 grand cost yeah. you $40 in a stamp. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's whatever that thing is for you. You know, I always tell people I'm huge on upselling 4k, you know, we charge an extra grand if you want 4k and I convince so many people to do that. Now I have had clients like you said, who were, they were at my happy price and they had booked us for both photography and video. And you know, when it came down to it, they didn't add on 4k, but I, I threw it in just to say, you know, thanks for working with me. And it was that extra little bit of perceived value for them that, you know, ended up leading to all sorts of other, you know, uh, referrals and stuff like that. So I think those little, those little deal closers, those little gifts that you can give that cost you really nothing, I think can be a huge deal. Yep. Like, look, I'm more than happy to um, give away my time, you know, and I tell clients that another, uh, another big selling thing that I do with clients, and this is, this is a really good thing to do is I tell them I, I can be flexible with my time, but I can't be flexible with my price. And that hmm. what what that means is if I'm at the event and you know what, they haven't cut the cake yet and my time is up at midnight, but they're going to cut the cake like right now in like five or 10 minutes. I'm not going to send them an invoice. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to build them sure. overtime or anything like that. Like I, I'm flexible because I'd rather be flexible with things that don't cost me money than yep. things that, obviously cost me money. So my time, eh, I'll be there an extra 15 minutes. Like who cares? Um, you know, but, and I always tell him, I said, look, as long as it's not excessive, I'm very flexible with my time. You know, I always show up a little bit early, always leave a little bit late as long as it's not excessive. And I sell a lot of overtime. I have a lot of clients that keep me for overtime, but a lot of them, I'm just flexible. You know, once, once I got everything, I leave. That's how I work. Hmm. And I'm happy to do it because they paid my happy price. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a bad attitude. I'm, I'm not at the wedding like, oh, man, these bastards. Ah, we're leaving right at 12, man. This is, <laughs> this is BS, man. Um, you know, I don't have that kind of attitude, you know, because they've, they've, uh, they've treated me right. You know, I want to treat them right. So, Ray, you are – one of the things that I love about you and what you're doing is you're not – as competitive as you are, you're not just in it for yourself. You have always been about – elevating the industry as a whole and uh, you've, you've done that for for many years and you're continuing that on today tell me about what you're doing right now to help elevate the industry well you know look I've, i'm continually trying to help videographers you know I have tons of videographers that message me privately they email me they call me and things like that you know so i'm more than happy to share my knowledge i've always been that way in terms of sharing my knowledge. I do have a workshop that's coming up right now in January. It's on um, January 7th, 8th, and 9th of uh, 2018. It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, and once again, I'm going to be sharing absolutely everything that we do on a wedding day in terms of coverage, lighting, audio, uh, game planning, uh, production, delivery, you know, basically like the whole enchilada. I don't, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't hold anything back. I share with everybody for years now, everything that I do, everything that I use, every ounce of gear that I use and things like that. So I, I was, to be honest with you, I was getting a lot of requests. I wasn't going to do a workshop. I was getting a lot of requests because, you know, the last, um, the last thing that I did was the creative live, which, um, you know, people loved. And I, I think it almost became like a, like a staple in the wedding um, video industry where, where mm. people were downloading this creative live course and get, getting everything that I was doing back in 2013, you know, but it's, it's coming up on 2018, you know? So yep. there's a lot yep. of things that I look at with the creative live thing and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing so many things differently. Um, I would love to share that at some point. And honestly, like the past few months, I was just getting inundated with requests for the workshop. So I said, you know what, let me just, um, let me put something on the books because next year is really busy for me. So I definitely don't have time for a tour. But um, but I certainly have time for, you know, like a one city, uh, three day type of thing. So if if you want to check that out, go to RayRomanWorkshop.com. I also have a really cool 
gear list that I'm continuing to uh, update as we speak. The The site just went live last week, so I'm still updating the gear page. But I do have mm -hmm. um, a lot of my gear on there. Um, I talk about some of the gear. There's some lights on there that I'm really excited about. So, um, and I'm still updating. I'm going to, I'm going to load all my gear on there. So you'll have links to everything and descriptions. If I can say anything about the gear, I'll talk about it on there. So even if you don't go to the workshop, uh, go to the website, you can check out the gear page, you know, for no cost, you can see everything that I'm using. And like I said, I'll, you know, I'll mention a little blurb about the gear and things like that. But, uh, you know, this workshop's going to be very complete. It's for all skill levels. It doesn't matter if you've never shot a wedding before or if you've shot 50 weddings you know it just doesn't matter i strongly believe that um, there's something for everybody you know you may not sit in the workshop as a veteran you know like high level guy and be like oh my god this is just knocking my socks off but i guarantee you there's going to be a few nuggets there th that you can grab and you can kind of um use to help elevate your work or your business and things like that so uh Absolutely. it might not, yeah it might not be the mother load of uh golden nuggets but i will tell you this for somebody just starting out somebody in this game two or three years this workshop will knock your socks off um it will give you a humongous head start because you're going to know everything that i'm doing from a to z at a very high level in this industry and and i will tell you that most of my jobs 99 percent of them are high profile jobs i see the worst situations imaginable on earth and i've got like I've got all the tricks to deal with any type of situation. It does not matter, you know, because my clients, what, the clients at this level, they expect you to produce at a high level. It doesn't matter the obstacle or the situation that they put you in, you know. So you have to be prepared to deal with any kind of situation. So if you want to see it firsthand, uh, the workshop's definitely a great place to go to. And, um, and that's pretty much it. Like I said, if you don't want to go to the workshop, check out the gear page at least. Um, you can send us an email. Um, we'll let you know about some upcoming workshops if we do that. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. And, and even if look that, you know, one, one of the, um, one of the last things that we ever do as studios, and you probably know this as well, we never really train our second and third shooters properly. Hmm. So I will train your second and third shooters, send them to the workshop. Like you don't have to come as like the studio owner or the main shooter, Send your second shooters. I will send you back some stallions that probably shoot better than you. So, <laughs> you know, feel free to send your shooters here and I will get them trained. Also, you know, uh, photographers, I would say probably like half the people that come to my workshops are photographers that are looking to add video to their studios or they have somebody designated at their studio that they want to be the video, in-house videographer or whatever. Send those people over, you know, send those people over and I will send you back like I mean, like a full-fledged wedding videographer um, that knows how to cover the day from A to Z, unless they just, you know, have a really crummy memory and took crappy notes, um, you know, like <laughs> this type of thing. But trust me, at this workshop, I will expose everything. I don't, if you know me and you know my workshops and you've ever been to one, you know that I do not hold back. I am not shy about um, sharing everything that I do, um, you know, in terms of wedding videography, production, and delivery. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at the site now and I'm seeing from the time that this podcast goes live, there will be a little less than three days left for you to get a hundred dollar discount. So uh, right. it's normally a $400 price. He's doing it for $300 for the next three days after this podcast goes live. So definitely encourage you to check on over uh, at, was it Ray Roman workshop.com. Right, rayromanworkshop.com. Uh, yeah, definitely take advantage of the discount. It's going for, what is it, three more days? Uh, yeah, from the time yeah. this goes live, it'll be three so more look, days. Yep. So look, it's 300, 300 for the full-day workshop. There's actually um, there's a second workshop for $200 um, that deals more with business. We're going to do film critiques. It's going to be more one-on-one -on -one personal time, prizes, raffles, you know, all that good stuff from sponsors. Um and, and look, the workshop's going to be, and, and the workshop's already like, I'll tell you, it's, it's more than half full right now uh, for all three days. So there's going to be a big chance to network with other videographers from around the country that are flying in for this thing. Uh, the expenses are going to be really low because you can fly into Atlanta Airport, uh, which you can fly into Atlanta Airport almost direct from anywhere in the world. And then the city where we're hosting the workshop, the hotels right around there are less than a hundred bucks. I mean, honestly, they range from like 60 to a hundred bucks. So this is not New York city where you're going to have to spend four or 500 bucks a night or anything like that. You can really keep expenses low and look, 
If you're a smart business person, this is an excellent write-off. So you, you, you can write off the trip. You can have a good time. You can network with the guys. We're going to have a fun time. I mean, this is going to be a really, really cool workshop, uh, unlike any that I've ever put on. So I'm really excited. Um, I know the guys that have registered already. They're really excited. And, um, and that's it. So rayromanworkshop.com. you got about three more days to take advantage of a $100 discount. And that's it, man. That's all I got. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I think... We have, we have a really wide variety of listeners on the show, people who've been in the industry for 10, 20 years, right to, down to people who are getting ready for their first wedding film, and they're just trying to cram as much in as they can. So I think one of the things that I'm excited for and what you're doing here is that for those people who are just getting started, like this is going to be like gold sets you forward five years on uh, down the road. And for those people who have been doing it forever – you know, if you get one or two gold nuggets that help you improve what you're doing, then $300 very well spent. It's, so. it's, it's underpriced. I will tell you that, that $300 for that workshop is it's way underpriced, but you know what? I keep it fair. It's, it's, it's good enough for me. And I'll tell you what, um, when you leave that workshop, you'll feel as though you need to pay me more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> feel free to we'll pay go, me more. If go you give want. you a yeah. tip. Afterwards. Yeah. Feel free to, you know, send me some royalties. Cause look, one thing that I'm very proud of is the fact that I get tons of videographers that email me about how much money they're making after attending my workshop. You know, that like awesome. that alone, it warms my heart, you know, to know that there's guys out there that are, you know, they, they took the challenge, you know, to, to raise a standard in this industry and they're doing it. So you know, it's, it's, it's all worthwhile, man. It's all worthwhile. So I hope to see your listeners out there at this workshop. If not, um, you know, you'll, well, you'll I've already out. heard from a number of my listeners that they are going to be there. So we, definitely yeah, have- like I said, there's, there's tons of, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of people that have already signed up. So, um, you know, definitely, um, definitely get your registration in so we can reserve you a seat and, uh, and that's it, man. Awesome. Ray, it's been so good chatting with you. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Likewise. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.